1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's just brilliant Just really enjoyed it, it was magnificent Looked for looked like the slot this time last year, rampant, full of running, full of goals, full of quality. Oh, I got the reaction I wanted, you know, it was sort of total polar opposite of what we produced on Saturday. So, you know, people were criticising me for jagging the team, but they needed the jag, to be honest with you. And um, they got a great performance and a great result. This is a real test of adversity and you've got to show strength. You know, I want to show strength. We did not abuse any privilege. We did the right things. We were absolutely, totally professional. We had a little drink in the afternoon on a day off, completely allowed, no law breaking. Yet, no, we come back to this barrage of absolute hypocrisy. You're never secure in, in your role as a manager anyway, especially when you've been through you know, difficult times. But, um, yeah, I'm quite comfortable with the way um, my position is at the minute. And um, until that changes, you know, give my best every day. That's dreadful. It's just not good enough. Uh, absolutely baffling first-half performance. Looked short of confidence, short of energy, short of any sort of quality at all. You know, the expectations, expectations from supporters, expectations from the board, and I'm falling short of it at the minute. It's already me saying we're going to turn a corner. There's no point talking about it. We have to deal with our actions. I would say this is the lowest point of my management here over the six years I've been a manager. I won't walk away, no. Absolutely not. I put too much into this. It's my life. And a month ago, we want to travel. And I know I keep banging on about it, but there has to be a sense. We've lost two games in the league. Europe wasn't good enough. I'm ready to the League Cup. Yes, good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a huge day in the East End of Glasgow. Neil Lennon is no longer the Celtic manager with John Kennedy in interim charge. Elsewhere, Rangers trio Nathan Patterson, Calvin Bassey and Bongani Zungu apologise for their COVID breach and St Mirren Motherwell is underway in Paisley. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Andy Halliday and Mark Guidi. Yeah, two massive games, you say, Gordon, one tonight. St Mirren against Motherwell, which is just underway in Paisley. And tomorrow night, Rangers host Royal Antwerp at Ibrox 4-3 ahead from the first leg for a place in the last 16 of the Europa League. But it is all about Neil Lennon. He's lost his job today. He's parted company with Celtic after two years in his second spell in charge. He goes having won five titles as manager out of the nine in a row. But Celtic now looking for a new manager it's over to Desmond, D- Dermot Desmond. What are his plans? It's going to be a tasty night, Gordon. Andy, get yourself strapped in. Doors to Manuel. Yeah, it's obviously the first time I've been a part of something like this. But listen, I think it's important for me to say uh, I certainly take no satisfaction in a fellow professional losing his job. Uh, I wish Neil Lennon all the best in the future. Uh, he's had a tough year. I think he deserves some some respect, some time off to, to reflect and look towards the future and ultimately look back in his, his time at Celtic with immense pride but Celtic as a football club and a business move on and Celtic fans are looking for a for a big appointment coming up but but also Gordon I think I might need to change my shift 
How about Motherwell playing on Wednesday again? Look, it's the only game that's on tonight So they had, they, had, they had to be on the TV like, Believe me, there have been times recently Where I don't feel like watching it either <laughs> But we had to tonight Right, 01419511025 Celtic fans, what a massive day for your football club Get in touch and let us know What's on your mind? What do you make of the decision now For Neil Lennon to be relieved of his duties Or to walk away from the club? What do you make of the decision to place John Kennedy In interim charge? Where did it go wrong? What next? All of the usual questions that follow a day like this Let's hear them right now 0141 951 1025 Let's go straight to the lines We've got a first time caller Hugh in Bears Den Hugh, give us your thoughts what I'd like to say, Gordon, is that ten in a row has turned into a curse for Celtic. It's cost Neil Lennon his job. It's driven Peter Lawwell into retirement. It's been the cause of car park disturbances, attacks on the Celtic team bus and threats of a boycott when it comes to buying season tickets. But the bottom line is the players had stopped responding to Neil Lennon on the park. The parting of the ways was unavoidable. He had to go. Well, it's that you in Bears Den. Uh, Mark Guidi... The, the story broke late last night Celtic confirming this morning That Neil Lennon had resigned from his position With immediate effect Best part of 20 years with the, the club as a player and a manager 21 trophies along the way A roller coaster journey on and off the field What about now? How did you react when, when you heard the news? Uh, well, I wasn't overly surprised uh, I think the, uh, the Scottish Sun broke the story uh, Last night David Friel broke it um, When about 10, 10.30 And uh, you know in journalism and Hugh knows as well Gordon if you go with a story like that you have to be 100% accurate and have 100% belief not 99% 100% belief so as soon as I saw a story like that I knew it had to be true and uh, right away my first thought as Andy said there sympathy for Neil Lennon I've known him for 20 years since he came up to Celtic a lot of respect for him as a person I said in this programme um, two possibly three months ago I was feeling for him as a human being as a manager the questions that were being asked of him and his team were absolutely right and as a manager I think it was right that, that time was, was called and his relationship with Celtic now but as a person some of the things that he's had to go through I had sympathy for him he, you know, behind the scenes he's had a lot to, to put up with um, but as a manager he's been very successful it's a shame the way um, it's ended for him um, sometimes I wish he'd maybe just been a wee bit stronger uh, stronger in his dealings inside with the club with the hierarchy in terms of his backroom staff, in terms of signings, you know, maybe just stu- stood up for himself a wee bit more, and maybe that'll be mm. uh, a regret of his. But over the piece, he's been successful. I wish him all the very best. But now, it's all about who's in next. Who is Dermot Desmond going to choose as the next Celtic manager? Because as we've said in this program, I've said many times, there's thirty million pounds riding on this decision. Thirty million pounds worth of season tickets to go and convince the Celtic supporters who feel badly let down this season on a number of things, that they've got the right man in charge to go and tackle Rangers again. Let's get stuck straight in on the phone. 0141-951-1025. John Paul will kick us off tonight. How do you react to that big news this morning, John Paul? Evening, Gordon, Andy and Mark. Uh, I, I, I wasn't, I'm not surprised, obviously. I think, I think it's been coming. You know, I've, I've been on the show and, uh, numerous times and saying that um, the time was up. You know, the players stopped responding, but you know what? Um, uh, once the dust settles down, I hope Celtic fans look back and realise exactly what Neil Lennon has done for the club. You know the stuff he's had to put up there and, and what he's delivered and the success he's had. You know, I know that season was the the holy grail and, and it's a failure, but in any time and what he's delivered at Celtic, what he's given to Celtic in masses. You know, but I'm a wee bit, I'm a wee bit um, 
I'm getting put off by putting John Kennedy and Charles in the field. I think him and Strachan, you know, not so much Strachan, but I think there's a big to blame as, as Neil Ender, you know. Uh, John Paul, I'll tell you what, I'm going to get Callum to call you back The line's a bit ropey, I could certainly hear it I've got the big headphones on and so on But I think maybe people, are, if they're listening in cars at home or whatever Then maybe uh, struggle to make out some of it Hugh, John Paul talking about the dust settling And then you know reflecting and realising what Neil Lennon's done for the club Do you think people will be able to do that? Yeah, they should uh, on a human level, you have to feel sorry for him. I remember his debut, Sunday night, Dens Park, all peroxide blonde hair and feisty attitude. Celtic won 2-1 with a Didier Agat goal. That's how long ago it was. He has overcome many trials and tribulations off the park because of his association with Celtic. But the bottom line here, Gordon, the greatest Celtic man I ever knew was Billy McNeil, the man who won the European Cup for Celtic. Celtic sacked him twice. Tommy Burns, who had a relationship with the Celtic fans unlike no other person, Celtic sacked him as well. So it's sad, it's demoralising, but it happens to everyone. And I'm afraid that the figures didn't stack up for Neil this season and the players had certainly switched off. Now let's bring in Jerry, where we try and clear up John Paul's line. Jerry, what was your reaction upon hearing that news either last night or this morning? Um, it wasn't really a surprise. I guess it was a wee bit of a surprise, Gordon, that the timing was unexpected. Um, I just got a quick shout to my colleagues Ian and Laura from a work who are wanting to call in tonight. Um, I don't want to talk about Neil Lennon, Gordon. I want to talk about Dermot Desmond, though. Um, Hugh spoke very well about him on Monday. The guy's not the owner, the chairman, or the CEO of Celtic, and yet he's the guy who makes all the decisions who everyone answers to. For me, he's just he's an egomaniacal bill. You know, he actually reminds me of Vincent Mann from WWE. That's how bad it is. Um, let me just explain. I'll give you a bit of, you know, a, a detail of what I'm talking about here. The Brendan Rodgers legend about how he was actually um, hired. If, for example, Dave King and the Rangers board hadn't over-celebrated and hadn't gloated, does that mean that because his ego wasn't hurt, we'd have gone for a lesser manager? And in November, after the car park protests, he should have sacked Neil Lennon. I'll never condone the protests, especially during the pandemic, but that doesn't mean the Green Brigade were wrong to actually get Neil Lennon, what Neil Lennon sacked, neither were other Celtic fans. But Dermot Desmond showed weakness uh, because his ego got hurt because he didn't want uh, to be seen to be weak by sacking Neil Lennon when it should have been done because of those protests. Dermot Desmond owes the Celtic fans not only an apology for this season, he also owes the Celtic fans uh, an in- a sit-down interview explanation of what his plans for the future are. Does he want Celtic to be a Champions League club? Or does he want us to get used to life in the slow lane? I, I want some answers from Dermot Desmond. So ultimately, Jerry, you think this is the right decision, but it came too late. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it should have been done four months ago. It should have been done after both Sparta Prague games, uh, the, the Aberdeen or Hibstro or the Ross. I mean, you can take a pick, there's been that many tipping points. But it should have been done four months ago. Any other one of his companies, I doubt, you know, he's a billionaire businessman. He would have let this slide for so long. This was his appointment, ultimately. Yes, Peter Lawwell may have been his patsy, but ultimately he is the guy who runs the show, as Hugh says. He made the appointment. It's on him that it wasn't, the decision wasn't made earlier to sack Neil Lennon. It's all, he is the ultimate to blame for this. I want some answers from Mr Desmond. Mark Guidi, in a number of ways, obviously life is different at the moment, but even notwithstanding all that, you've been in this game a long time. Is this 
Have you ever seen anything like this, right? Because usually a big managerial departure, the debate on the show is, is it the right decision or is it the wrong decision? But this one is is well beyond that. There, there wasn't many people saying Neil Lennon, you know, should have stayed in the job. That this has been a this has been a saga, and, and now it's eventually come to an end. Yeah, um, it's, there's been a few. You know, I can remember uh, going back to the when Vim Janssen stopped ten in a row, and, and, and he resigned forty hours uh, later. Tommy Burns losing his job, as, as Hugh said, when Fergus McCann sacked him. But yeah, look, when um, when Celtic appointed Brendan Rodgers, they interviewed four people. There was a short list: Dermot Desmond and Peter Lowell took care of uh, David Moyes, Paul Lambert. Malky McKay and Brendan Rodgers I believe are the were the four and they opted for, for Brendan Rodgers it worked out fantastically well uh, the best uh, manager the club's had in a, in, in a long long time and he got fed up with the powers that be and, and called it a day and, and took an opportunity to go to, to to Leicester City for me for all I know and anybody can correct me Dermot Desmond may well have selected the, the new man already I don't know but if he's not again I would go down the road of looking at four Names and interviewing them to get the best man mm. for the job, and they may choose to bring in a director of football first and, and involve him in the process, and that would probably be the right thing to do. But for me, if they want to go box office again and get, and I always say that Celtic should have the best person available for every job at the club, and that includes the eleven starting positions on the pitch, and they're nowhere near that just now at all levels of the football club. But I think realistically, if they want to go and push the boat out again and get the best man available, well, he's not available. But the best man to go and try and get for the job for me that would be David Moyes to go and test the water at West Ham and see if he'd be willing to come. Yeah, it could happen now given the success he's having there though at that level. He's an outstanding manager, Gordon. Nearly a thousand games in 20, 23 years um, at the top. A couple of blitz, but an outstanding manager and the kind of guy that Celtic should be looking to. Other that, that, that's Steve my point Clark, though. I wonder if they've uh, if they missed the boat on that given late, how good he's been this season. Celtic have got to go and if you've got ambition to go and be the number one club again, and as Jerry said there go and make a mark in, in Europe and try and do something, then go and make a statement and go and see if you can get David Moyes. Over and above that, Steve Clark, I see the merits in that. I'll throw in a couple of names as well that I think that Celtic should should look at um, for different reasons. Roy Keane and Michael O'Neill, the manager of Stoke City, who has admirers, and I've said in this programme many times, he has admirers in the Celtic boardroom. And I know that Dermot Desmond rates him as well. And Michael O'Neill might be one that might emerge mm. too. Uh, Hugh, what about the timing for you? What you know? Why now? For instance, was was Ross County any worse than the rest? It was obviously the final straw, but why was this the final straw? Uh, I think it's uh, all about season tickets, Gordon. Uh, I go back to the Ronnie Dyla scenario. Uh, the, the the performance against Rangers in the Scottish Cup semi final uh, was so bad that Celtic had to put out a statement to say, "Look, calm down. He won't be here next season." Uh, and I think that after Ross County on Sunday, this is the equivalent gesture. Uh, fans have been online saying, if Neil Lennon's the manager next season, would you renew your season ticket? So the campaign was underway. In fairness to Dermot Desmond, and he is contemptuous of the press, so Jerry can forget about any face-to-face interviews. That will never happen. He doesn't even attend the AGM He doesn't even speak to the Celtic shareholders in person. But in fairness to him, when he's had to come across big time, he's come across with Martin O'Neill and Brendan Rodgers. That's not a bad double act. So if it's to be third time lucky for the Celtic supporters, then perhaps even though he's a, a distant figure, 
has no interest in speaking to the Celtic supporters or the media, but he may very well have someone in mind, and it may be someone that would make Jerry think, OK, he might be an egomaniac, and football's full of them, but he's done the right thing by the club. John Paul, we've got you back. Hopefully the line has cleared up a bit. Just carry on where you left off. Yeah, sorry, Gordon. Uh, I, my point was about the John Kennedy. You know, you know, Celtic, as, as the last call said, Dermot Dermot has an appointment to make. Now, John Kennedy survived the Brendan Rodgers when he left. If John Kennedy was fit enough, they would have put him in then. They've got Neil Lennon in. They've got Neil Lennon to come in and get us through the season. I don't see the point in putting John Kennedy in the now. And this isn't just my opinion. I spoke to a numerous Celtic fans who again said that if John Kennedy is in charge... I, I mean, I spoke to Celtic fans today who have season tickets who said that he could win six games... He could win the, the rest of the game six months the rest of the season they still wouldn't want him in charge and he wouldn't renew their season ticket. So why waste the time? Why not go for your candidate the now? Say, right, interview people. This is who we want. And see the next person that comes in are they going to get to bring in the room back room staff Is John Kennedy still be there? Because... He's a defensive coach, and for me, your defence has been a, a massive, massive weak point this season. You know, I just I think the Celtic board should act now, come out and say we're interviewing people. A lot of the fans know, but the, I mean, this season has been fully disconnected with the fans from the board, and I think it's I think it's shocking from hierarchy. But I hope when the dust settles, people will look back and, and respect Neil Lennon because I certainly do. Andy, what about John Kennedy being in charge until the end of the season? Is that as big a deal as John Paul's making out, given that for most people there's not a great deal left to play for anyway? Well, I think for me it ties into why I thought the resignation was was sort of strange timing. You know, after after a statement a, a review during a disastrous December going into January, I thought a decision would be made then. You know, a few weeks prior, with no change of fortune and, and minimal commun- uh, communication from Celtic's hierarchy, I thought he'd, I thought he'd be the Celtic manager at the end of the season. I don't understand why or if the result against Ross County should have any definitive bearing on the decision. And that tying into the John Kennedy situation, if, if Neil Lennon's resignation is the time and now, is John Kennedy being put in interim charge? Is that appeasing the Celtic fans? Or is it a case, like 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 uh, Martin Hughes says, I understand it's obviously 30 million on the line to sell season tickets. Is that what this is? Or is it something behind the scenes? Because seemingly, you know, the rebuild is well underway. Are Celtic starting to to interview potential candidates so you know they can get them in as early as possible to start the rebuild Right these phone lines are lighting up like nobody's business so let's hear from you 01419511025 thanks to Jerry thanks to John Paul we'll take more of your calls and we'll speak to a former Celtic player next You are the voice of Scottish football call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Mark Guidi joining me, Gordon Duncan. We've also got uh, some old caller called Hugh from Bears Den who just won't hang up, so he's still with us uh, on the line. You can get in touch on the phones or on Twitter. Mr. RFK says the next Celtic manager needs to select his own backroom staff, Kennedy Strachan. These guys cannot be thrust on him. They've been a massive part of this season's failure. Hammond also need relieved of his duties. Uh, and Paul says, why, after screaming for months, Celtic fans are now giving it, oh, Lenny was a legend and it's a shame he's lost his job. Stand by your previous comments. He's not good enough to manage Celtic. He's tactically inept. And he and the board have cost us 10. Uh, let's bring in Mick, who's a Celtic fan from Aviemore. What's your take on today's news, Mick? Uh, right. It's, uh, I, I was on the phone to you just, just over a week ago and I was saying to you this is exactly what was going to happen, that Kennedy was going to get put in. Now, uh, my way of thinking is uh, Neil Lennon and Celtic 
have have been through really t- tough times this season, right? So it's a results-driven business. So Lennon had to go, although although I was wanting him to go with a bit of dignity. But I've, I've, as you if you remember me phoning, I've always said that. But he had to go. So they put Kennedy in. Now, in my opinion, uh, see, even if you watch the last Celtic game and previous ones where they were struggling, so the last Celtic game, uh, Neil Lennon is sitting on the stands on his own. Meanwhile, John Kennedy and co are nowhere to be seen or possibly Rosette. Now, to me, backroom staff, it's supposed to be a backroom team. Now, and, and you know, you hear the saying, the saying uh, I've got your back. But by God, they got they had his back from from Rosette, so I don't think he should be trusted to do with anything to do with Celtic. And as you previously mentioned, somebody already said it that if the new manager gets in, they should get shot of that so-called backroom staff because uh, they're there uh, right beside the manager when things are good, but when things things are, are bad and things are tough, they're nowhere to be seen. Who do you want to take charge at the moment, though, Mick? Because if Celtic have an idea for a manager and they can't make it happen just now or he's unavailable or they're assessing their options, is it not just the case that John Kennedy's just a stopgap? I'm not saying you have to love the guy, but what else would you do right now? Well, this, this again, comes right right back to the board. As uh, as I said, I was on just over a, a week ago and, and I had said that all the Celtic fans are, are, are wanting... Rid of Lennon, which is which is fine, you know, he's no no producing. And I said at the time, it's very obvious to me that the reason he's still there was that they didn't have somebody lined up. So this is this is down to the board. They before before they finally get get, get rid of Neil Lennon, they, sh- they should have had a manager lined up, you know, because uh, as it was, he was he was basically hung out hung out there to dry on his own. Uh, again, we know backroom staff uh, when when uh, when he needed a bit of backing, you know. So you're not you're not giving him what what portion of the blame, if you like, for the way things have gone, does Neil Lennon get for you? Oh, plenty, absolutely plenty. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not uh, sitting here with green tinted uh, specs on. Of course, I can I can see he's not producing it. So you can be the best, the 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 loveliest guy in the world, the best guy in the world, best personality. But when it comes to football management. You know, even the even the likes of legends like Alex, uh, what do you call it, man, man, manager Ferguson, Ferguson. I sorry, it just slipped my mind there. Alex Ferguson, he he, luckily when he first started, he started off quite dodgy results, but eventually pulled it round and he became an absolute legend. But see if things had went downhill, even somebody like him would have been sacked. So I'm not saying for a minute we had to keep Lennon on. He had to go. Hundred percent had to go. I'd like I'd like him to have been allowed to go with a wee bit of dignity, but he went he went with uh, knives in his back. As far as I'm concerned, Hugh, this uh, sorry, Mike, this idea about you know John Kennedy, I'm sensing a bit of frustration that he's been put in charge until the end of the season. But it's not like he's there to try and turn things around. I thought everyone was in agreement. The Celtic season's done. So is he not there to essentially kill time until a, a new man is appointed? Without doubt, uh, I'm a little bit concerned. Whenever the name of John Kennedy comes up, I can't help but feel that the criticism gets just a little too personal, as if he's to blame for something here. You know, if Neil Lennon didn't want 
John Kennedy or Gavin Strachan. Neil Lennon should have been stronger and stood up for himself and said, no, I'd like to bring in my people, please. So it's not John Kennedy's fault that he's there. I understand that people might say there are two games against Rangers to come. Surely want to try and end the, the season with as much dignity as is possible. You might have thought about someone like Amalki Mackay for the last eight games of the season, two old firm derbies. And please don't give me any of the, the old nonsense about Malky Mackay's past. We have gone on and on about David Martindale this season uh, and how great it is that the man has been allowed to redeem himself after years in prison for drugs offences. So please don't anybody give me Malky Mackay's past. But if it's John Kennedy for the last eight games of the season... Let him get on with it. Celtic, I f- suspect, will have to take what's coming to them because the players aren't good enough at the moment. But John Kennedy is there trying to just fill the breach, hold the fort. OK, thank you to Mick and Avi. More pleased to say we're joined on the line now by former Celtic defender Gary Caldwell. Gary, how are you? Thank you for joining us. No problem, evening, how are you? Not bad at all Kick us off Gary by your, your general reaction to hearing that news this morning Or perhaps last night that Neil Lennon's no longer the Celtic manager I, I think my, my first reaction whenever I see a manager lose my job And I had this when I was a player uh, is, is sadness and disappointment Because ultimately so, somebody's lost their job and, and I know that feeling now as a manager Uh and I'm sure the players will feel that as well, that you've you've let somebody down, you've let the leader down. But it was inevitable, I think, the way the season's gone and and the way Celtic have went from kind of one disappointment to the next this year. Obviously, the, the title is gone and it was just a question of when this, this was going to happen and, and the club have decided that today was the day. I mean... <laughs> For things to be as wrong as they've been, Gary, it's clearly about more than Neil Lennon. This show has been full of, you know, the scattered gun. It's the board, it's recruitment, it's players, and how much is it just an inevitability that the manager carries the vast majority of that? How much blame will Neil Lennon take, and how much do do the players perhaps have to look at themselves? Yeah, like I said, I know exactly how Neil Lennon feels this evening, and. When you become a manager, you accept that responsibility. You accept that if results aren't going well, then ultimately you will be the fall guy. And that is it's a big burden to take for, for managers. And, you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. But uh, he knows, and, and everyone else, I think, knows that ultimately it's not just Neil Lennon's fault. There there has been mistakes made by the football club uh, for, for for quite a bit of time now that has led to, to, to this moment. So uh, whilst Neil Lennon goes, and I wish him all the best, I'm, I'm sure he'll be back in, in football, uh, I think the club still have a lot of issues that, that they have to try and resolve. To one, finish the season with a bit of dignity and, and pride, and two, look look to next year to, to start winning trophies again. Gary, it's Mark Weedy. Hi Mark, how are you doing? No bad Gary, thanks for coming on. Is that a quick one? You've, you've got your... Your finger on the pulse You say you've been a manager You know what a job entails What's needed You've played for Celtic So you know what that's all about The size of the club You've got your finger on the pulse In terms of managers I would ask you Realistically Gary If you were in the selection process Of the next permanent Celtic manager Can you give me a couple of names That, that, that you think that Celtic should be looking at? 
I, th- I think names is harsh because if I give names, then then everyone's going to say I've said he should be the next Celtic manager. I think what what I believe clubs should do is look at the profile of the the person, the the person's values, what he stands for as as a human being, what his values are as uh, from football in a sense of how he wants to play the game, and they they have to fit with the the football club, and and when you get the, those aligned. And when everyone uh, works towards the, the same goal with, within that process, then I think that's when, when you get success. So for me, Celtic you know, are, a, are an attack-minded um, football club, always have been, play with, with flair, play with, with wingers and, and those 1v1 players that, that excite the, the supporters. And they need a manager that, that buys into that way of playing the game. And and once they have that, then like I said, you have to look at the the human side and the values and does his beliefs on on how you coach players work with people uh, align with the clubs and and the board and and if they do, then that's when you get success. When you have uh, discrepancies within that and people having different opinions, that that's when you have problems. Talking about you know sort of restructuring, Gary. There's obviously going to be a new CEO. Coming in, lots of suggestions of a director of football And that process is underway Will will that help? Is that something you think Celtic should definitely look to be doing? I think in modern football I think every club should have it But definitely a club the size of Celtic Should have a a director of football Sporting director, technical director Whatever you want to call it But somebody that works between the, the manager stroke head coach and the the directors the owner of the club and and it's just another arm uh, for for the head coach to 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 ultimately help him do his job I think the way football's gone that is very very difficult to control all aspects of the football club it's so challenging especially a club the size of Celtic so having somebody in that role to work alongside the manager head coach. Uh, I think would be invaluable and would be a would be a great help to to whoever's coming in. How, how big a rebuild do Celtic have on their hands, Gary? I think everyone acknowledges this season is is gone. When you look at the playing squad, who are the guys that you can hang your hat on for next season? I, I, I don't think it's as big as as everyone is is making out. I think we, we forget very quickly this team's just won a quadruple treble and. Uh, obviously, the the form in the league this year ha- hasn't been good enough for for whatever reasons. And internally, everyone will know those reasons better than myself or or anyone else. So they will be discussing that and and trying to find solutions to to those problems. But in terms of the squad, I don't believe you become a bad player overnight. I believe you can lose form, lose confidence, and when that happens. You need a good coach uh, to, to rebuild that and, and to help you come back to your best form. Uh, but in terms of overall rebuild, I think it's you know the spine of the team for me has has been the big letdown this year. And any good team is is built on the spine, the goalkeeper, the centre backs, the midfield, the striker. And and Celtic have have lost a bit uh, within that part of the team, and that's where the the main. Uh, the main focus would be for me in terms of recruitment. There's so many issues here, and we're talking big picture and restructuring and what's next. But to, to actually go back to just football and on the pitch in the 90 minutes, Gary, something that's underpinned Celtic's performances this season has been defensively and set pieces in particular. Having been there and, and in that 
role in that position How much of that is the player's responsibility to do better And how much of that is, is down to the coaching staff to, to set them up in a, in a more effective way? Well, it's, it's a bit of both really I think the, the, the coaching staff I have to work with the players In terms of the the, the setup, the strategy do, do you go zonal marking from corners Do you go man marking Do you go a hybrid You know, you have to work with the players you've got You have to speak to the players And see what they feel comfortable with And, and come up with a solution you, That you feel will, will be the best for, for not conceding goals But ultimately When the ball comes in your box You have to have players that are willing to go and head it And you have to have players that are willing to fight For second balls So Yes, the, the setup is is very important, and like I said, I believe the players uh, should should have an input in that, and you should work with the players uh, so that they're comfortable with that. But you need to have players that are willing to to do whatever it takes to stop the ball going in your net. And too often this year, the ball has came in the box, and, and Celtic haven't done that. And just finally, John Kennedy's an interim charge. Often, when someone gets placed in temporary charge, Gary, it's a sort of Audition if you like And people say Well you never know If he wins all these games Maybe It could be him Does that possibility exist here? Yeah I would think it does I think Whenever you You know Play any football game Manage any football game Then then it's an opportunity To, to show what you can do And uh, I've known John Kennedy A long time uh, A fantastic guy he, He's been at the, the club A long time As player As a scout uh, as a younger academy coach, as a, as a first team coach and assistant manager, so he understands all the the different facets of of the football club. Uh, now he's in the, the the big seat, shall we say? And uh, you'll find out very quickly. He's, he's uh, he won't be getting eight hours sleep anymore. He will <laughs> have a lot of dilemmas this week in terms of picking the team. But I think the the decision to give him it is the right one. I think he, he understands the club. It's not too disruptive in a sense that somebody new coming in uh, and he can hopefully uh, give the team that confidence and, and get a bit of pride back. There is still a lot to play for, in, in my opinion. Whenever you pull on a Celtic jersey, then you have something to play for because of the supporters uh, around the world. You have to represent that club. So there's a lot to play for, and the two old firms will be will be vital in that regard. Gary Caldwell, thank you very much for joining us Hopefully we will speak to you soon That was former Celtic defender Gary Caldwell on the line We want you to join us next We're getting some travel So it's the perfect time to call 0141 951 1025 Do you agree, disagree with what you've heard so far? Let us know 0141 951 1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans, Mark Weedy, Andy Halliday all here We've got halftime whistling Paisley Very keen to get back to all these calls as well So let's catch up briefly with Andrew McLean And find out the story from St Mirren Motherwell Yes, Mirren nil, Motherwell nil And to be honest guys, I probably should just let you get back to the phones Because absolutely <laughs> nothing is happening here I think what sums up the game is the fact that there's been one shot on target But two balls cleated, uh, two balls booted clean out the stadium so far It's obviously a, a big game for both sides And Mirren looking to get a bit of daylight in that top six Motherwell trying to get as far away from the bottom as possible But there's been no real intent so far I actually think Jack Anik tried a shot straight from a free kick From not far outside his own box Just before the break, which trickled well wide Which was genuinely the 
highlight of the half. The referee then blew the whistle when the clock in the stadium said 44 and a half minutes here as well. So clearly he'd had enough of it as well. Hopefully a bit more action in the second half. A half-time score in Paisley is St Mirren nil, Motherwell nil. This just shows you how far standards have fallen. I think Motherwell have been okay. It must have been because I've watched the last two and, and things couldn't get much worse. Anyway, uh, let's bring in John, who is a Celtic fan on the line. John, what are you thinking? Have you already got thoughts ahead of who, who should come in and replace Neil Lennon? Uh, good evening, Gordon, Andy, Mark, and Mr. Kevins. Hello. Aye. Now, this is one from the left field, guys. You might laugh at it. You might not. But oh, I'm, good. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, as we know, uh, would you call him as leaving? Peter Lobel's leaving. What? And I know Dermot and Desmond liked the man. Very much so. What about asking the question of Brendan Rogers again? To ask Brendan. I know he's down the Premiership. He's doing very well with Leicester. But I know Dermot and Desmond had a great relationship with Brendan. It was, I think, the, the ropey part of it was uh, your man Peter Lawwell. And that's, I would ask the question. Now, we're going to go for a, a big name, a profile. Brendan Rodgers, would he come back to Celtic? Would the Celtic fans like to accept him back? I don't think Brendan Rodgers left because, oh, he's away, Judas, or this carry on. Brendan Rodgers left Celtic because he was looking for a marquee signing. Off of Peter Lobel. Peter wasn't in a position to put the boat out for Celtic. I do believe if Brendan Rodgers would have got his his uh, his players in what he wanted, Celtic would have done ten in a row. I must admit it's not the suggestion I was expecting. Uh, Mark Guidi, uh, is that is that likely? Uh, no, no. There's there's well, there's nothing to stop Dermot Desmond having a conversation with Brendan Rodgers, but enticing him back to to Celtic um, as an absolute non-starter at this moment in time. Listen, if you're talking about an out-and-out coach to come and work for Celtic, and I'll throw a name in here that's just as left field as what John's um, said, but an out-and-out coach to work under a director of football, um, then maybe there might be a conversation with Chris Davis, Brendan Rogers' assistant manager, who, who I believe might be looking to start to, to branch out on his own, and he's got an excellent reputation as well in that kind of sort of Michael Beal. I think Celtic um, fans would buy well, that. I don't think so, no, but I'm saying if you want to go down that yep. that road. But um, I think what does happen, and, and John makes a good point uh, in, in terms of uh, Peter Lawwell's role, the fact that there's going to be a new structure at the club and new people holding key positions at the very highest level, I think that might make one or two more candidates fancy the Celtic job. I think there might have been one or two that didn't fancy or didn't want to entertain um, being the manager of, of Celtic. Under what they felt would have been the, the 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 current structure, but the fact there's a new structure going to be in place, I think that's going to be helpful in terms of enticing a new manager. I must say, Hugh, I'm keen to get your thoughts on whether Brendan Rodgers is the suggestion that you were looking for. Not in a million years. Uh, Brendan left Celtic because Brendan wanted to climb as high as Brendan could go, uh, and uh, Leicester City. He's done a terrific job. He's clearly a first-class manager, coach, call him what you will. He's got Leicester City top three. Um, he, he had Liverpool within three games of winning the English title when he had Brendan, uh, Brendan and uh, Stephen Gerrard were there at the same time. So he's a magnificent competitor, but he's done Scotland and he's not coming back. What would the incentive for Brendan Rodgers be to do that again, John? Having been here, won everything, gone with his head held high to... A, a bigger league I think we'd need to concede that Clearly clearly, nowhere near as good But a, a bigger league With more money And now being on an upward curve There Why? Why would he Why would he want to come back? Right, okay Well Mark made a suggestion 
there's going to be big changes, right? I do believe, I know you said he's, he left it for a bigger... No, I don't think so. I do believe Brendan Rodgers would be still the Celtic manager if he got his wishes, the players he wanted, because Peter Lovell rejected the, the, the big money he wanted to spend to bring the, the quality of player in. Now, why would they want to come back, uh, Gordon? Well, he's a Celtic man, right? I'm not saying it's going to happen, guys, right? I, I, I know that. Everyone, listen, this phone line was red hot for about three weeks Everyone telling us that this proves that he wasn't a Celtic fa- a Celtic man The fact that he went to Leicester Gordon, to come back, the changes A new CEO, a different place, people coming in All, the, all these pills And my second manager And I think, alright, Brendan Rodgers Maybe it's, that is left field, right? But if it didn't happen The man I would appoint tomorrow And honestly, and bring him in now I think he's got a good, good contacts He's played, he's, he's assisted the best of managers. Steve Clark. Steve Clark's been assistant manager to Mourinho. He'd done great, I can't remember the English club, was it West Ham or West Brom? I think it was. He managed, he took them to the, the, the highest position they've ever had in their history. Look at he done with Kilmarnock, Scotland. Why not? And by the way, I would bring him in and, and I would keep him as a national manager as well. But Jock Steen used to do uh, people like that, you know what I mean? The, the club manager and the national manager I think Steve Clark should be should be I know Brendan Rodgers I've, I've mentioned I'd love to see Brendan back at Celtic but if that's not going to happen I think Steve Clark should be the front runner for this Celtic job Mark Woody Steve Clark yeah I mean Steve Clark is, is, is a proper contender and I wouldn't be but as we Gordon if you offered me a free bet right now who the next permanent manager of Celtic would be I'd go for Steve Clark that's who I really, think you, is so going you think to end he's, up. he's in the driving seat, think, do you? And by the way, I have to say, and I don't like saying this because now I want to try to get information. I've got absolutely nothing concrete to right, back, okay. that, back that up. But there's something, just one or two wee snippets that I've heard, but nothing major. But so, but if you to put me in the spot right now, I think Steve Clark mm-hmm. uh, would be the uh, the next manager. Um, and what was your original question there? What did you ask uh, me? No, Stevie Clark. I Steve Clark. Asking, but, yeah. Sorry, on John's bit though, you know, um, managing Scotland and managing Celtic, an absolute non-starter, imagine, John. Imagine That's this just show, not going to happen. Imagine this show in 2021, Hugh, if Stevie Clark was the Celtic and the Scotland manager. Well, I, I lived through the era when uh, Jock Steen was Scotland and uh, Celtic manager. It doesn't work. Uh, but I'm not sure that Steve Clark is a big enough name for the Celtic supporters. I think, Gordon, over the coming days and weeks and months, there's a fascinating scenario building up here where fans want the Hollywood appointment. Martin O'Neill was Hollywood, Brendan Rodgers was Hollywood, and they don't want to go back to Coronation Street. So it's going to be fascinating. Uh, And I don't think that Steve Clark, great coach that he is, I don't think Steve Clark is big enough in the eyes of some Celtic supporters, but Hugh, it's a Hollywood appointment. I don't think, I don't think the Hollywood appointment exists right now. I don't think he's out there. I'll give you one. Who? It, it, you know, and uh, John on the line was talking about names out of left field and Roberto Martinez. I know that he's with Belgium, but I hear suggestions that he'd love to get back into the the daily routine with players, get back in about the club scene. And he's got Sean Maloney there. Uh, I think if you want Hollywood, Martinez and Maloney. I mean, Stevie Clark will be Hollywood when he beats Belgium in the final of the Euros in the summer, surely. It'll be Hollywood then. Anyway, right, I, t- I think that takes us up nicely to this. Plenty more where that came from. 
Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Plenty more time for your calls, so keep them coming. If you want to play Beat the Pundit, we'll do that quickly next. Your chance to win a signed ball, but only if you can get one over on Mark Guidi or Andy Halliday. We'll stand Hugh Keevans down. Enough pressure on him. Other nights in the week, 01419511025. Get your calls in. Lines close at 7. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Mark Guidi are here. I think we've still got Hugh and Bears Den on the line as well. We're here until eight, so there's loads of time to get your calls in on the big story of the day, which is an obvious one. Neil Lennon is no longer the Celtic manager. Give us your reaction. It is that simple. We do have a game underway, the second half in Paisley, St. Mirren nil. Motherwell nil in that one So keep you up to speed on events there Let's do this first though Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Now between them, I mean it's usually Halliday Because I've got that problem where I can't stop tossing a tails So it's usually him But Mark Weedy's got a good record at this as well Which makes Ross's confidence very interesting Ross is an Airdrie it says on my screen here Mark Weedy um, Will beat anyone I play Super confident Ross is that Is that the case? Aye I think so <laughs> I like that I like uh, that Why not listen Why not Shoot your shot as they Let's say Let's hope like, it's Mark then Well absolutely Because <laughs> this, this could be the first defeat Ever uh, For Halliday But probably not Knowing the way this coin usually goes Heads It is Mark Weedy Tails it's Andy Halliday Oh it's a heads First time in a long time Oof. Mark Guidi Up against Ross From Airdrie Who's super confident He'll beat anyone So um, Mark Guidi will just make you Disappear for a couple of Moments So that you can't hear the answers We're going to put 30 seconds on the clock Ross Answer as many questions Right as you can And the only thing You need to know Is that you can Pass Are you ready? Aye mate Right let's go 30 seconds And your time starts now How many Frenchmen Have played for Celtic This season? Two Which English championship side Did Scott McKenna join Recently? Forest Who scored the only goal In Livingston's semi-final win Against St Mirren? Pass Name any player Over 35 years of age To play for Rangers This season Jermaine Defoe Cove Rangers Are based just outside Which Scottish city? Derek Which Scottish Premiership side Features the Steelworks On their club crest Motherwell Okay let's bring Mark Guidi Back Andy Haldy What are you shaking your head at I think they're easy questions tonight Well Not as easy as last week's But Right okay Mark Guidi are you ready You can yep, hear us aye, Good right good. 30 seconds on the clock Same set of questions To you And your time starts Now How many Frenchmen Have played for Celtic This season Uh Two. Which English Championship side did Scott McKenna join recently? Not Forest. Who scored the only goal in Livingston's Cup semi-final win against St Mirren? Uh, McKenna. Name any player over 35 years of age to play for Rangers this season. Steve Davis. Cove Rangers are based just outside which Scottish city? Aberdeen. Which Scottish Premiership side features Steelworks on their club crest? <laughs> Motherwell. Which SPFL team are nicknamed the Wasps? Alloa. Oh, I was looking forward to the next question as well, but never mind. Uh, Ross, how do you think that went? Still super confident? 
Oh, no, anywhere. Nah, I wouldn't be either if I was you. Right, let's find out how many Frenchmen have played for Celtic this season. You both obviously thought of Julian and Edouard, but you forgot Cham. It's three. I know he's not there anymore, but it is at three. So none of you got that right. Which championship side did Scott McKenna join? Nottingham Forest both got it. Who scored the only goal for Levy in the Cup semi against St Mirren? Robinson. Yep, Scott Robinson. None of you got that one. Uh, so we're level at the moment. Uh, still level because you had the choice of Alan McGregor, Stephen Davis. Or Jermaine Defoe for the over 35s at Rangers um, I must admit Ross, I mean Geography, not your <laughs> not your strong point oh, no, On a number of levels here right <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this <laughs> Berwick isn't in Scotland It's not a city And it's miles away from Cove The opposite side So it was Aberdeen, Mark Guidi knew it And he goes one in front You did know that Motherwell had the steel works um, on their shirt But you trail by one And your road ended there Mark Guidi Put a wee bit of gloss on it Alawa Athletic uh, The Wasps So it was a, a two A two A four What was that A 5-3 victory For Mark Guidi Ross Well done Ross Bubbles Bye burst mate. Cheers Cheers Well done That's Ross A way back to Airdrie With his tail between his legs After being super confident Do you know though Mark, Mark Guidi's just a bit a bit more calm, down to earth and, and relaxed and Because he thought it was DL or Wilson And he had come on and said he was going to They two would be slaughtered You're a much better winner, Mark Dignified That's what it is Oh, I, no, I, he deserved a slaughter in there Think so? Ah, you can't come on saying super confident And then you get an answer like Berwick <laughs> Got me for him back Aye That Berwick was one of the worst we've come had on, this dude. season That was up there with um, Listen, I'm no great at geography But <laughs> I'm pretty sure my answer would have been better than Berwick uh, I was looking forward to the next question I'll just throw it out there right? Just what out of curiosity it? I'm going to need to scrap it I can't use it tomorrow Who's the most booked player In the Scottish top flight this season? Take a guess each from you Gogic Okay I see you're thinking Mark Guidi um, Or maybe he's I'll say I'll, I'm, Liam Craig it's Alan Power And Ian Vigers are level I just There right. you go That's your Alan boring Power. fact For right. the night You will right. all sleep soundly Just if you're struggling tonight Remember that And uh, you'll sleep fine Let's bring in John In Greenock John how do you react To the news That Neil Lennon Is no longer the Celtic manager uh, A wee bit upset mate There's a wee bit upset It was a legend in his days He gave us 20 good years But there's only one man I'm blaming for this Right I come out of Hamden Next minute to see We've got Neil Lennon now, Pierce, Peter Lovell has hung that guy out to dry, and I'll give you a couple of points. Uh, they went for it, well, he never got his own backroom staff. John Kennedy just keeps rolling into a job. Uh, they went for Tony, offered 12 million. Uh, they, uh, they wanted 12 million, I meant to say, and they, they offered five. So we never got him. And now, now, goal scorer, he's doing it in England. Uh, they went for a couple of centre halves, the big boy for America, they chased him, he went again. The big boy is at Liverpool now. Never go on. If he'd have been on in, uh, Sunday night, we wouldn't have lost our goal. Now, Peter, I'm, I'm blaming Peter. Peter, so my man went to partner Saturday, there was a sign on the wall saying, uh, no, other, no other team like any, anybody else in the world. You, you better believe it. One of the other things he's got, he's got. Oh, uh, what, what does that sign say? No other, there's near, not another team like this in the world. Right, there's, just... there's a big sign going in. Doesn't sound very catchy it. it must be something like that Right, um, on, 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 right Some of that It's another thing He's got a half-time draw All you get out of him Is this is the biggest Half-time draw in the world Peter right. Disney Peter Disney act that way Right this is, uh, These may all well be true But I, I did not expect To be discussing The half-time draw tonight Let's try a little bit And keep it You know Keep it to things That, that, we, that we can discuss At the moment um, John let, let's let's pick our way through them Ben Davis for instance How can you hold that Against Peter Lowell Or anyone else If Liverpool come in for you You're going to Liverpool Are you not? 
But he's not even going to get a game for them, mate. Happy, he's not going to get a game for them. I don't think he's bothering he's about that, though. He's a parkade. But he should. He's a football player. But, but, but maybe he should, but my point is, how can you blame Peter Lowell for someone choosing Liverpool, the English Premier League champions, over Celtic? How's that Peter Lowell's fault? Well, it's the goal I'm saying, don't me. It goes on and on, as I keep telling you, but not, as I say, he keeps going on... Uh, when we're chasing somebody, when we're chasing somebody, goes on and on and on. But see, when Celtic want want to get sell sell a player, it's done and dusted inside the day. Um, ben he Davis changed. was on Celtic's radar for mm. eighteen months. See transfer windows. So you agree it, with it John? Could, to it could have should yeah. have get done. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Fair enough. There you go, John. You've got some backing. Aye. As I say, it's, it's, it's a shambles, and I see the better get the right man because I see if we don't, we're in a shambles. Rangers will start. We won the league in a month's time. It'll maybe go to one. And maybe go to two, and then next one I'm going to be. I don't hope they don't get a ten. No, I mean it's just we need the right man in there. Mm. I'm interested in the way you kicked us off, John, by saying there's there's only one man you blame, and it was Peter Lowell. Does that mean you don't blame you don't blame Neil Lennon at all in any way? Neil Lennon's horns were tied, mate. No, no, but he's the football manager, isn't he? You've got to take a bit of responsibility, and I'm not saying how much, but surely some. If it, I, a wee, a wee, but if it, I got it, the, the sign is that the Celtic support deserves No, no, your p- p- money pension. All right, they spent a lot of money, but as I said once again, that guy Halman, he should be going tonight as well. But John, it's all, a lot the, of the, the key point is, see, it's, it's all right saying they've spent a lot of money, and you know every time Celtic, are, oh, but we spend every penny that comes in, okay. But it's how you spend it, and that is part of having the right people at the football club. From top to bottom, if I said for a number of months, the structure at Celtic Football Club has been lo- has been wrong for a long time, and it's all right having money to spend, and that's great that you create that money. That's great business, but then it's about having the right people in place to make sure that you spend it wisely, and you'll not get every decision right, but you've got you, they, they should be getting more right than they've had wrong. That's so, for so sure. Do you agree to an extent then that whilst Neil Lennon's the manager and he's no longer there, Mark? Guidi, I mean the, the head of recruitment, if you like, and Nicky Hammond. It, it doesn't tend to follow that heads of recruitment just get bumped when results don't go well. But is that part of this overall structural change? You think there's a there's a lot more needing done than just this this change today? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was the right time for Peter Lowell to go. I think Nicky Hammond, if Nicky Hammond loses his job or decides to go, I don't think there can really be any complaints here. I think now, given results, just purely on football, I think it's time. To look for a new manager beyond Neil Lennon And any new manager that comes in Any new manager that's worth his salt Will demand he brings in his own backroom staff Absolutely 100% demand that And demand to have a greater say in the football department There's been too much um, of other people controlling the football club And that's that's an unhealthy situation to be in Hugh, we'll need to get to the half-time draw at some other point But what did you make of the rest of of John's John's, uh, arguments? Uh, first of all, I have to go back to it. If Neil Lennon wasn't happy with his backroom staff, that's Neil Lennon's fault. He should have stood up for himself, and they always had the uh, the option of saying, "Look, Peter, I'm sorry, I'm not interested." In the to job. be fair, though, is that not easier said than done? I mean, you're Neil Lennon. The club means everything to you, and the club comes along when you're out of work and says, "We want you to be the manager." You can only dig your heels in so much, can you not? Before you're cutting your nose off to spite your face. Yeah, but it's your backside that's on the line. You know, at the end of the day. He's the ex-Celtic manager now. Uh, and that's because other forces overtook him. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that Nicky Hammond should be fired. 
with the honourable exception of Greg Taylor and David Turnbull, the Celtic transfer business has been grotesquely bad. So that has to be changed. Uh, but John on the line is forgiving Neil Lennon. It's two years since Neil Lennon took over from Brendan Rodgers. And to his credit, he got eight in a row over the line. He got nine in a row over the line. He got the quadruple treble over the line. But everything this season was seen in the context of the ten. And it's fallen apart. And Neil Lennon has to take his share of the responsibility for that. That's why tonight he is the ex-Celtic manager. I've just been followed on Twitter by an account set up today, presumably February 2021, and it is Hugh Mr Magoo Keevans. <laughs> Someone who's got a lot of time on their hands. Is that you, uh, Hugh? Yeah. Oh, no, no, I've given that up, Andy. Listen, one of the things I missed about being in the studio with you, Andy, was I, I was hoping it wouldn't be Mark Weedy and it would be you doing Beat the Pundit because I always liked watching you, you'd a face on you like Roy Keane standing beside Patrick Vieira in a tunnel when when the when the quiz started. So I hope one day I'm standing looking at your sour puss. He takes it very seriously, that's for sure. Um, Andy, right, the this idea about structure, you know, because Peter Lawwell's getting it in the neck, Nicky Hammond's getting it in the neck. John, who's hung up on us by the way, he's gone. He was only willing to give Neil Lennon a little bit just because of the obvious comparison, you know the way Glasgow works, Rangers do have a director of football model and you have seen that up close and, and now maybe from a bit more of a distance. How do you think that, that model works? Well? It seems so. And it seems as if a lot of the big clubs around the world are sort of following that suit. And I think what it will do, I think Gary Caldwell touched on it earlier, is the club having a certain ethos and a certain style of how they want to play. And if a manager's brought in to play that style and he buys players specific to play that, it sort of avoids that rebuild happening when a next manager eventually comes mm. in. So I do think it will be a, a positive appointment for Celtic. Going on, on on John's point, Peter Lawwell's not the only one to blame. It's a it's a share of the blame between a number of people we talked about. You know, Mark said as well, it's not about how much you spend, it's about you know the quality that you bring in. That's not really Peter Lawwell's fault. That's why Nicky mm. Hammond's in a, uh, Nicky Hammond, sorry, is in a job. Ultimately, he did sign the checks, but he's you can't say Neil Lennon's not been back this year. So I do feel as if the, the blame should be equally spread about and, and I think Celtic's biggest issue is Brendan Rodgers is the benchmark now they will be expecting an appointment like Brendan Rodgers is he out there? I'm not too sure I do actually tend to agree with what Mark says about David Moyes I think listen he's obviously doing an incredible job at West Ham just now but I, I do feel as if a club like Celtic with the pulling power that's available I think the question can certainly be asked I mean he could be staring at the Champions League group stages with but can he take West, West Ham, Ham any further? I don't know Good question. No. Right, we'll, we'll we'll throw it out there. Ricky is a Celtic fan from Easterhouse. What's your take on it all, Ricky? I, I don't think. Well, we're going to appoint a manager the the beginning of the season. We've got a couple of firm games up. You don't want a manager coming in with a squad we've got. Could we beat Rangers? Maybe I. Maybe not. If we don't, and then the manager loses the old firm games, that's not going to go, go up a good mm-hmm. position with the fans. The fans are going to be. Oh, this guy's no use. This guy's no use. I think director of football and then take it for there to get in the coaches. I believe there's some kind of management company looking at people, looking at the guy from Man City, the Irish boy at Man City. Mm-hmm. I would go for a director of football and the director of football for me, he knows all about Celtic, he knows all about Scottish football, British football and beyond is wee guy Dundee, Frank. Hey, Gordon, let Gordon source it to the top. Let Gordon do it. He knows what he's doing. 
So as a, as a director of football, not as a manager? As a director of football. He's a football man. His knowledge is invaluable. He's, he works for Celtic TV. And he, I know he's well go at Celtic Park. Mark Weedy? I, 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 I like Gordon Strachan. I think he was a terrific uh, Celtic manager. Um, I like him. But uh, no, I don't think the director of football role um, is for Gordon. Um, Ricky's absolutely right. The, the, there's a, a headhunting firm from London involved in the in the process. Nolan Partners, um, who are identifying um, targets. But one of the other three king, three, uh, key things that has to happen, Gordon, and it can't wait until July the first because again that would just be letting the football club down mm. and letting down uh, the Celtic supporters who are absolutely hacked off of the football club over the past six months and, and rightly so. As Dominic Mackay should be in the building now tonight. To start his job that, that should happen now that, because That's he's not going to happen though Because of why his, not? Well, his position at the SRU By the looks of it He's still working his notice if you really, if you really want him You can go and get him mm. There'll be a deal to, There's always deals to be done If you really want that guy And he should be in the building now Like you know, I get the John Kennedy thing temporarily I get it Okay It makes sense But that doesn't mean to say That if the right man's out there The question we ask tonight That a new guy Permanently is available mm. To start tomorrow It shouldn't mean that this by Celtic seven or eight weeks the new guy should be identified by now and they should be making moves to go and get him and the chief executive mm. should be involved in the process and should be in the building now so you don't buy into Ricky's theory that that might actually be counterproductive because he walks into a squad of players that are underperforming maybe loses twice more to Rangers the gap gets big and then he's already off to a difficult start no? not in the building now assess what's needed get a feel for the club start to build a working relationship with the chief executive start to build a working relationship with the director of, of, of football it'll, it'll speed up the process of, of others that are leaving the building just get them out as soon as possible and get the new regime in it's about the new chief executive the new manager potentially a new head of recruitment a new director of football it's about those guys starting as quickly as possible the new manager does they want to be coming in in July the 20th or 25th and half the squad or half his signing targets are playing at the Euros. And he doesn't get them collectively to July the 6th, July the 8th, July the 10th. That's too late. It should be happening now. Just quickly, right? Remind me of something here. The, the Irish guy that Ricky speaks of is Fergal Harkin, isn't it? Yes, at Man City, yeah. The first time I ever heard that name was when a caller just threw it yeah, in on a Wednesday night. Do you remember yeah, that? I do a few remember. Weeks ago. Yeah, about a month ago. Why yeah, I get I do. that guy back on? Because Before I'm right in saying ago. that name had not been mentioned Absolutely, anywhere. You're absolutely right, Gordon. Who, who yeah. are you? Get him on, he's a man of the future. Who was that mystery man who, who told What an exclusive. It was, wasn't it? It was anyway. indeed, yeah. Uh, Hugh, what do you make of Ricky's points? Um, the, the deeper we get into tonight's programme, the greater. The complexity of the Celtic situation becomes, you know, director of football, uh, whether it's Gordon Strachan or anybody else, Fergal Harkin, whoever. Uh, will the dynamic be right between the director of football and Dominic Mackay? Will the dynamic be right between Dominic Mackay, the director of football, and whoever is to be the manager? And then there's a whole pile of players who are going out in the summer and a pile of players who need to be brought in. The complexity of the Celtic situation is fascinating, although the fans might have another word for it. Keevans for Director of Football. I'm going to start that campaign right now. Can you imagine? Wow. Oh my word. like that. I like that. Imagine I can grow into that role. Fergal Keevans. <laughs> trying to fire you up. You bet with Fergal Sharkey. <laughs> trying to fire up the Nokia on transfer deadline day. Celtic make no signings because he can't turn the phone on. Oh, honestly. Uh, that's, tell you, that's a good shout. It's a good heart these days. It's hard to find the wee who would be right up there. That's it, right. Anyway, thank you Only very much. Only you'll get that one. To Ricky. <laughs>
<laughs> to Ricky Yeah it was right over my head I must admit You can tell me during this break Ricky and Easterhouse Thank you uh, I've got a teaser We won't spend too long on it Because there's lots happening On the phones And it's still goalless And Paisley Or is it? Yes it still is So more, f- more of your calls next Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Guidi and Andy Halliday are here If you've been listening you would know that we were joined by Hugh Keevans But, but genuinely Mark, he, he's gone because his dinner's ready he, he has, He's genuinely gone, I'm, I'm not making that up he's, I, I, w- I, wish, I wish Janet had made it earlier I was going to say, I know, five past six would have been what great you, What do you think he's eating? Oh, some absolute basic, he's a, he's a, he's a very He's not a big eater Hugh. Nah, no, no, school. he's not a big I would, eater What do you think, mince and tatties, something like that yeah, A bit of soup, thanks Definitely a bit of soup Like a pasta, likes a pasta, Hugh I mean he will, he, he, likes, he, he likes to go out for a, a curry That's that's when he's letting his hair down mm-hmm. When he's out, so I'm not sure about that in the house uh, I'd go for something so, uh, Some uh, sort of steak I, I, think, I think Janet I think, would be I think steak pie and some soup Steak pie? Uh, I don't know, uh, Wednesday night He uh, is genuinely gone though He just Steak pie He's a man me. of leisure isn't he so. He texted me during the break um, On his Nokia and just said that he's away His dinner's ready so what can you do Right Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We're about to speak to Tommy who's actually a Rangers fan um, But he's got some uh, some Thoughts on the Celtic managerial Position by the looks of it Quickly on the teaser then Can you name the last eight players To move permanently From Serie A to Celtic or Rangers Can you name the last eight players To move permanently from Serie A to Celtic or Rangers Good question This from yeah. the crazy pony By Bruno Alves Yep Calgary to Rangers 17-18 season Loudrop No So that tells you The, the time Lapsal. frame Is just slightly uh, Not permanent So that rules oh, yeah. him out Yep It might become permanent I don't know Can't imagine so But Any more at the moment Before we move on Maniero No Felipe Maniero No uh, how, how far back How far back are we going God what's the last 98-99 season Is as far back So it's the last 8 To do it yet 99 Oh well, well I think we've been there Donati Massimo Donati Yes Amoruso no Alright we'll leave it there Because you're, you're doing not bad Can you name the last 8 players To move permanently From Serie A To Celtic or Rangers Bruno Alves And Massimo Donati 6 to go Let's bring in Tommy and Govan and see what he's got for us tonight Tommy, what's on your mind? Hi, listen, it was just a general point um, I think Mark had said something at the start of the show uh, Just as well Hughes away Because his tea was out once I've made my point But anyway oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there needs to be a reality check About where Scottish football is um, Scottish football is junior league The junior, the juniors basically compared to the Scottish, Scottish Premier League The idea... Anybody who's semi-successful and in work would be wanting to come to Celtic at the moment. There's a, there's a level of delusion here that's almost like glue sniffing level. Roberto Martinez coming to Celtic, really? I mean, Davy Moyes, somebody who's actually challenging for the the Champions League in England on more or less like quadruple what Celtic could offer him. Uh, Working with players at a level that we could only dream about at getting into Scotland. I mean, what's going on here, guys? Mark, you're, you're a seasoned journalist. You actually seriously suggested that as being a possibility. And oh. you mentioning Martinez. What? I mean, instead of going trying to win World Cups and European Championships. Well, what's I, going I, on I, here? I, I, I actually... 
I agree with you on the Roberto Martinez thing. Roberto Martinez will, will not make any commitment to anybody before the Euros because he may well win the Euros and therefore Belgium will, will, will throw fortunes at him for a new contract to the World Cup or his next post could possibly be Barcelona or Manchester United or, or, or Bayern Munich. So I agree with you. I don't think with the greatest of respect that Roberto Martinez uh, at, at his stage will want to come and come up against Motherwell and, and Dundee right. and Hamilton Ackies. I, I don't think he will. David Moyes, what I'm saying is you should the question should be asked now I agree I think it's unlikely that they would get a yes but I think you've got to aim at somebody like that Tommy that that's my point mm. and I'm not just saying this and by the way just to I'm not saying this on the back of David Moyes being absolutely exceptional for the past year at West Ham and, and, and particularly the past three or four months I was saying this two or three years ago that David Moyes should have been um, the appointed uh, as a Celtic manager, but a lot of people, including a lot of the Celtic supporters, looked upon him as as damaged goods because of what happened at at, uh, at Sunderland. But well, he is showing now he is an outstanding manager, and I think that if the question was put to him, and you were giving him the kind of salary and package that Brendan Rodgers was on, and giving him giving him control. Not having to come in to be controlled, but to actually to have control, there's a huge difference. You might be surprised at the answer. Well, Mark, what, what my part of my point was is that I would I would actually agree with what you're saying. See if Celtic had have approached David Moyes with that sort of package when he was out of work, and that's the key phrase here. When he was out of work, mm-hmm. the best that Rangers and Celtic can hope for is to actually get somebody who's currently out of work. Or is untried The Rangers actually done it with Stevie Gerrard mm-hmm. Stevie Gerrard was untried I mean nobody knew what. It just turned out that Rangers won the lottery With Stevie Gerrard right, let, Let's just face it The guy has been absolutely immense And is going to be a top top manager uh, But that's the reality where Scotland is We're going to need to approach people Who are at work Give me a name then Tommy Who would you go for Who's In your eyes Who's realistic For Celtic? Yeah I'd bring Lennon back Neil Lennon? Aye. It's always a Rangers fan, isn't he? So he's seven <laughs> oh, right, 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 okay. right, 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 yeah, I, I don't, I don't think the guys agreed with that either. That the, only, the only thing I would say, Tommy, I couldn't begin to take anything away from what David Moyes is doing this season. Absolutely fantastic. But did you say that he's got players that we could only dream about of having in Scotland? I think so. Anybody yeah. who's in the West Ham first team, I mean, on the money that they're on, by the way, even even the boys, the money that they're on, mm. they just Celtic can't look at them. Tommy, I mean, Tommy. I, I think Clark's probably your best. That's the best that Celtic can go for. Or... It's somebody who's untried. Tommy, do you think if West Ham came in for Steven Gerrard, they'd go? No, I think the only place he'll go is Liverpool. Um, well, well there I, you go. That's the point. Well, I but I, I mean, I, I thought I was actually worried that Newcastle were going to come in for Stevie in his first season. Because um, I, I think I recognise, and you'll know firsthand, Andy, the job that he done taking over for what he took over, and the, the guy that was in, I'll know, be detrimental but the guy that was in place what Gerard done the first season was almost miraculous so I was worried that he was going to go to Newcastle but I yeah. think once uh, Stevie's at Rangers and the only club that will tempt him away is Liverpool yeah, Listen Stephen Gerrard's done a, a remarkable job at Rangers and I think he now knows listen I think he knew before but I think he now knows having been a part of the DNA within the club that how big our club is actually uh, sorry how big our clubs actually are up here 
And West Ham, I, I'm a big believer of some of these clubs down there aren't as big as anywhere near as big as what people think. I know you, you're talking about the financial package to, to potentially pull managers away, but I, I'm with you. I think if West Ham came in for Gerrard right now, I don't think he'd go. So I don't think there's anything wrong with me and Mark saying that it's a question worth asking that Celtic see if they can prize David Moyes away. And I see what, what Tommy was saying about the money, that's fine. But I wonder if Tommy's even doing his own team a disservice because I think as good as they're doing, I think there are loads of Celtic and Rangers players that would ex- would, oh, yeah. would, hands down. Would, would get a game for West Ham or, or would knock on the door, wouldn't they? Hands down. I, I, like, I mean, we're, we're talking about for how good Rangers have been this year. I think a big worry is some of these teams could potentially become to prize their players away. You know, you talk of the likes of you know, Glenn Kamara going to the Euros this year with Finland. If he goes and has the summer that he's, we know he's all capable of, the likes of you know, your, your West Ham's, your Leicester's, these clubs try to prize these players away. So there's no doubt that we've got players up here that can play in these teams. Absolutely no doubt whatsoever. Mark Goody, I keep seeing the name Frank Lampard. Maximus is the latest. Is that just purely because Stephen Gerrard is the Rangers manager? Is that why we hear the name Frank Lampard? Or, or is, is, that, is that a realistic one? Um, I don't think it's re- realistic, no. On what, no. on what level? Celtic wouldn't want him? He wouldn't want to come? Uh, I, I would imagine that uh, Frank Lampard would want a, a crack at... Uh, a couple of jo- a, another job down south in the in the English Premier League, and uh, I I know that he's he's heavily in the frame um, for one job. There's a manager already in place at that club, but he's heavily in the frame uh, for one job down south. So I think it's more than likely he'll end up there. Okay, mother will have just hit the inside of the post. That's the closest we've come to an opener. Seventy seven gone in Paisley St Mirren nil Motherwell nil. Thank you to Tommy and Govan. Any more on the teaser quickly? Um, I, I've actually got. Three ex-Parma players written down I only st- want one I'll start, at the with moment. A, I'll start with a guarantee Philip Hollander Yes Bologna to Rangers Mark Weedy hey, 98-99 So you're going back to, to Wee Dickie's time right, they're, 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 they're ex-Parma aren't they The 98-99 Sherboni right, Sh- Vanoli Perini only one mm, Vanoli yep. Vanoli Alec McLeish signed him yep. Okay we'll leave it there You've Paolo got Vanoli. Four down four to get Let's bring in Derek and Hamilton Hi Derek Hi how are you doing guys I'm gutted that he was away For these months and ties I was only talk to him But I don't anyway. worry What are you doing tonight Aye. If we're going to go down The route of a director of football Then I think We should be Quite adventurous I would love to see us To go for somebody like Rafa Benitez As director of football and I think we should really push the boat out and go for Xavi as manager and hope that he brings Iniesta as his assistant. Your thoughts? For a game? To play midfield? Uh, certainly take no, Xavi would be the manager and I would hope that he would bring Iniesta in as his assistant manager. Do they two work together or is this just based on their midfield partnership? Well, I'm just based on their midfield partnership. I don't know what Iniesta's doing right now, but I know Xavi was managing... In Qatar, yeah, and I would just think that be, you know, I think the fans would love that. I think they would absolutely sure love they, that. I like Derek's honesty, Mark. I like that line. That I've no, I don't know where Iniesta is or what he's doing, but get him in. He's right. Xavi is the manager um, yeah. of a team in Qatar, which means he's on mega money. You mm. would imagine, but we're yeah. at that stage where there's a blank canvas. You can throw any suggestion out there. Well, look, I'm going to throw a suggestion out there, and it's not Xavi, but it's Xabi, Xabi. Alonso Who is making an outstanding name for himself Over in Spain um, As the uh, the B team coach At Real Sociedad in San Sebastian And been doing your research tonight He He Will be a major rival to Steven Gerrard For the Liverpool job 
That's how highly Xabi Alonso is thought of. So he's he's ready to go and make um, a move, and uh, I don't know where he'll he'll end up, but he has built himself an excellent reputation, and it's not going unnoticed. A number of clubs. It just depends what he sees as his next step. But you know, for example, um, I think he'll be heavy. I think Stephen Gerrard will be the next manager at Liverpool. But I do think that Xabi Alonso will be heavily in the frame as well. I think Iniesta still plays in Japan, Andy Halliday. So yeah. what? I don't know. Oh, that's why I, th- I thought it'd be a brilliant signing if Celtic could get him back to play. But I mean, Xavi, um it would certainly be a, an exciting um, appointment for for the country and for for the Hollywood aspect, as as uh, Hugh Keevans called it. But I can't say I know too much about the Qatar League. I can't say how much his team's doing. You but, know, Paul um, Pedro used to manage over there, did he not? No, he was he Saudi? What, no, I think he was. East, I think you're right. I think he was. I think he was Qatar. But yeah, I, I, I can't say I know too much about the league or how he's doing over there. But certainly a, a fantastic player. So if he's, he's half a good a manager as he was a player, it'd be a good appointment. Derek, I'm wondering what size of check it would take to bring Rafa Benitez as director of football, then these two guys. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that sounds like it would cost quite a bit, does it not? Uh, it might cost quite a bit of money. I don't know. But I mean, Xavi, I mean, the Qatar League. Surely the Scottish League is better is a higher profile than the Qatar League and you know, surely he would want to test himself at a higher level than the Qatar League. That's what I'm thinking. Very possibly. Um I, I wonder what his bank balance says to that. I think they're top of the league, they're unbeaten. So uh, whether he's he's loving life there or not, the bank balance will look terrific though, Mark Guidi. Aye, aye. It'll be a massive, massive bank balance. I think he's um, Just a, a quick look or I should say producer Callum has I can't take the credit He's on Eight and a half million a year Aye. Now remember We all We all couldn't believe That Celtic were paying Brendan Rodgers Two and a half yeah. So I think we might need to Knock that in the head Derek Unless you can start A GoFundMe page You fancy <laughs> it? Aye No bother Good stuff Derek <laughs> and Hamilton Thank you very much 01419511025 um, Let's hear from A man who knows A bit or two about what Neil Lennon's leaving behind this is what Brendan Rodgers had to say he believes John Kennedy has all the attributes to stabilise the club and he's been full of praise for uh, his former coach he knows the temperature of Celtic which is which was important you know he's been through all the levels as a uh, as a scout there as a as a coach uh, progressed through into the first team and in my time there he was he was an absolutely brilliant first team coach for me got great knowledge of the game uh, very loyal very supportive, um, very hard-working. Uh, like I say, he knows the game, he knows the demands of, of the club. And uh, and obviously with Neil moving on, um, he, he's, he's a great pair of hands to go in there and just stabilise the players, the club. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he'll do a, do a fantastic job in, in the period that he's in there. Right, so one four one nine five one one zero two five. Give us your thoughts on that. Whether it's John Kennedy or Javi Iniesta, uh, the, the names that we've had, the names we've had people moaning about the halftime draw. Never <laughs> did I think that in one episode of Cleveland Super Scoreboard we would go from Celtic's halftime draw to Iniesta coming. In. Honestly, that that's the beauty of this show. Um, any more on the teaser quickly? Yeah, Nakamura. Yes. Do you remember the team? Rijana. Yes. Well done. Andy Halliday. No. Alright, we'll give you some thinking time We'll get the rest of the answers And we'll speak to Adam Who's from Kerfin He wants to talk about John Kennedy We'll speak to him next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 
0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Is there going to be a late winner in Paisley? It is bucketing it down The weather there absolutely brutal But the game is, is obviously on And only a couple of minutes left St Mirren nil, Motherwell nil. You suspect that result would suit the visitors more Given what they've experienced in the last few weeks They've probably been the better side But is there going to be uh, any late drama? I'm sure Graham Alexander would would take a point And is perhaps feeling a bit anxious towards the end of this one So we'll keep an eye on that Let's quickly check the teaser Can you name the last eight players to move permanently From Serie A to Celtic or Rangers? You've got Helander, Alves, Donati, Nakamura, Vanoli Oh dear Usually come up with something during the break. Uh, I am. I'm. I'm struggling. I'm toiling. I must. You, just, be. you should do what Gordon DL does. Last night, um, struggling majorly, going to the break, and straight after the break produces a, a golden answer because somebody's clearly texting <laughs> during the break. He thinks I'm daft, but um, no, no one. Got I'm going to need a clue. You. I'm going to need a clue or two. I think they're all Rangers players. Right. So I mean, Andy Haldy might want to. I've thought of a couple, the but play, they're all pre-1998. So big, big Alec get involved in a couple of. Italian signings around about three o oh, oh, two or oh, three o oh, four. Oh no, 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 wrong, wrong oh. era. Um, Nieto. No, one is way back at the beginning of this. You've just probably forgotten that's where he came from. But this guy was known to have a good career in England as well. Right. Um, and then the other two, one is brutal, one is brutally difficult, and the other one is so so. He's not Italian, but he came from Serie A. In fact, is, is, is now I think this might have been Walters last season. Jonas Tern. No No no. Right okay we'll leave it there Let's bring in Adam Who's a Celtic fan um, Adam I think you've got John Kennedy on your mind He's in charge In an interim basis For Celtic Are you happy with that or not? No I'm not happy No, no. First time caller here Thanks for taking the oh, call Pleasure to have you uh, I, I just think Kennedy's He's been there with Maybe four or five Different managers now And he should know the role Everybody says he knows the role But But He's, a, he's an assistant coach To Lennon what what kind of coaching is he doing? Because he was a defender, so he must be a defensive coach if he's an assistant coach. There's two young there's two young coaches in it, Parky the new with the young kids, Stephen McManus and Darren Day, who were defenders all their days. Why why does they know bring them up to give him a horn to the end of the season? I think they would help him out Wait. in the coaching because obviously he's no good at coaching. Well, what watch this space because I think that might well happen, Mark Guidi, in the case yeah. of of Stephen McManus. Yeah, there's Stephen McManus who I think stepped in um, when uh, when Neil Lennon and um, and uh, John Kennedy had to self isolate in January. Um, you know, Tommy McIntyre stepped up as uh, as Adam says there. Dan Nadi, very highly thought of uh, young coach um, as well. You've got Chris McCart at the club, so there's plenty of options to step up. I, I agree with, with with Adam. Just quickly though, every night, every single night, we get a call about John Kennedy being Celtic's defensive coach yeah. because he was a central defender. That's not his role it's, it's unfair He's a coach And it's unfair to pin All the blame of, of Celtic set piece deficiencies On John Kennedy But I'm going to say something about, about John Kennedy He's very highly thought of Within Celtic part Of the current regime Now whether that Will exist Under the new regime I don't know I think John Kennedy Has got a shot At becoming the new Director of football A technical director uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen There were certainly discussions before Previously, yep. With the club and John Kennedy And it, and it didn't materialise while he was on the coaching staff So I wouldn't rule him out of that Moving beyond that If he has to make a clean break I think for John Kennedy's sake He, he can't be a part of any new backroom team I think he has to 
uh, either move to a different role and it would only be a technical director's role he's not going to go back and manage under 19s or something like that or go and be his own man somewhere else or, or, or go and join another manager and, and learn from somebody else for another year or two but I think for John's own sake because uh, you know the Celtic fans for whatever reason rightly or wrongly just don't seem to be having him and I, and I think that's a touch unfair yeah. so for his own sake he's he, he, he can't be a part of any new football department managerial team Adam, why is it that John Kennedy is taking some of the blame for what's gone on with Neil Lennon this season, under Neil Lennon this season, but you're not then willing to give him credit for the part that he played in Brendan Rodgers' time? Is that not a bit selective? Ah, uh, but he, he's Brendan Rodgers, a different kettle of fish. Brendan Rodgers knows what he's doing. Neil Lennon's a stubborn wee guy who falls out with people if they fart in the dressing room. No, I mean, there's guys who should be on that team. They're last week. How can you start and play a boy up front as a midfielder and three strikers sitting on the bench? That would get you the sack in a normal job. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who's passing wind in the, the Celtic dressing room. <laughs> I, knew, I knew tonight was going to be one of those nights. What? Get me back to talking about the halftime draw or Javi. Um, somebody, somebody say something to, to get that image out of my head. Either one of you. Not Adam no. though. Uh, no, listen. There was there was some murmurs. Um, You've lost it as well. You've lost your train of thought. I can tell. You don't <laughs> no, know what you're about no. to say. Well, I'm, I'm thinking on the spot. That's what you do when you're in the in the job sometimes. But no, there was there was talks put in murmurs post Rogers that John Kennedy would be a future Celtic manager. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you, you know the the talk is you don't be a bad player overnight. I don't think you're a bad coach overnight either. And I think a lot of people that I've spoke to within the professional game that's worked under him, he's certainly very highly uh, regarded as a as a coach within Celtic. But I mean, David Weir was my coach at Rangers. I thought David Weir was a fantastic mm-hmm. coach, but he was a defender in his time and a top defender at that. It didn't mean he was a defensive coach just because he was the, the assistant manager at Rangers. So I, I don't think he can entirely put the blame on him there. So I, it, it's an obvious appointment for him now. He, he's in there. He's, he's very highly regarded. Maybe he has a you know a good relationship with some of the players. Think he can get the best mm-hmm. out of them for the next few four games. But ultimately. Celtic's uh, process of rebuilding has to start to get a new appointment somebody made the point last night I've got visions of Tommy Wright at Kilmarnock and he's only working with the goalies he just ignores everybody else because he used to be a goalie I wonder if they fart in the dressing room I don't I don't want to ever think about that again thank you uh, to Adam and Kerfin that was the first time we've had the pleasure of your company Uh, hopefully we'll do it again Uh, we do have a full time whistle in Paisley Andrew McLean did it get any better in the second half uh, it did actually and hopefully no nonsense in the changing rooms as the players make their way down the tunnel here but it did finish St Mirren nil, Motherwell nil, and despite the second half being better than the first it is a point each and I think both managers might be actually okay with that result tonight a pretty quiet opening 45 as I said but St Mirren uh, nearly took the lead right after the break Ilkay Dermas with a low cross from the left John Abika got a good left-footed shot away but it was well saved by Liam Kelly not long after that Alan Campbell fired a shot over after some patient play at the edge of the box for Motherwell then an hour in Devante Cole did Conor McCarthy for pace down the right-hand side he cut inside but his shot was caught by Jack Anik and with 13 minutes to go the best chance of the game Devante Cole he got a flick on from a corner it came off the inside of the post before being gathered by Jack Anik no breakthrough at the death from either side and the points are shared in Paisley the full time score St Mirren nil, Motherwell nil. does that suit Motherwell better Mark Weedy just given their last two performances and results yeah I think Graham Alexander I watched Motherwell St Johnston on Saturday and Motherwell were very very poor that said St Johnston were outstanding um, but A to get a clean sheet 
um, after conceding seven goals in their last two games, and B just to get a point in the board that's a point that, that that you know that that gets them towards that sort of thirty-five point mark that all managers mm. want that are in the kind of four, bottom four, bottom five positions. And for for Jim Goodwin, it's another point. Yeah, you'd rather win your home games, but another point in a clean sheet. Considering the weather, quality of the game, not great. I think both managers will be quietly satisfied. Mother. Do need to start winning Andy at some point If they're going to guarantee their safety They were probably the best side tonight yeah. Not much and it wasn't a classic clearly But does that does that stop the rot a little bit Because the last two have been alarming And still a lot of players missing yeah. They didn't really have anyone back tonight Stephen O'Donnell and Alan Campbell came back But still a whole host to come back in the coming weeks Yeah I think um, Alexander will take some bos- uh, positives Certainly Sorry Some positives <laughs> right, <okay. laughs> I think he'll t- uh, certainly take some positives you know, defensively looked a lot more solid. I don't think St Mirren really created any openings tonight. I don't think the conditions helped both teams, but I think that a, a defeat would have been unthinkable for Motherwell mm. tonight. I think, you know, a defeat tonight they'd have been eerily looking at the basement of that table, mm. and and I think you'd have had a few nightmares over the next few nights. Adam's away, unfortunately, but he's parting words to the producer with that he actually didn't. He doesn't like Andy Halliday, but he's kind of changed his mind now, having <laughs> spoken to him on the radio. There we go. <laughs> That's good. We're building bridges all over the place. Uh, a bit of a, a bit of a steward's inquiry, I think, on. On this teaser The crazy oh, pony Doesn't usually get them wrong Who said Filippo M- M- Maniero? Me I mean I, I can't see why that's wrong Did he ever play for Rangers? Did he make any appearances? I can I can remember him signing yeah. Under Alex McLeish whether and he I, won- I wonder if He certainly didn't make any In the league According to his Wikipedia There might have been an, a, an appearance somewhere else I wonder if that's why The pony has disregarded him But he's not on the list So Blame him Don't blame me You're looking for another four uh, Another three, three. Yep. I'm toiling Gordon that's fine, well, we've got a bit of time I can give you some clues towards the end Just quickly, Andy th- There will be some people out there who, who are angry at this There will be other people who couldn't care Because they like hearing all about their rivals' difficulties Rangers have got a big Europa League game tomorrow And we're about to talk about it with two minutes of the show left But it's been one of those days in Scottish yeah. football how big, a, how big a challenge tomorrow How confident should Rangers be of progressing? Extremely confident I don't actually think Rangers again were at their best last Thursday But I still thought they were the better team against Antwerp uh, very unlike Rangers I think defensively last week um, Created plenty of chances going forward But but not as assured as they have been all season defensively uh, But I think they've they've got more than enough quality To deal with, with Antwerp in the second leg And you know I fully expect them to go on to the next, the next round and, and like I said hopefully get a good draw Going into the last 16 uh, We got the apology from Patterson, Bassey and Zungu um, Mark Guidi on I think it was Rangers TV today Apologising oh, You've been getting it tight On my Twitter feed Since last week Has this made its way to you yet? Because I know you're not You're not on social media Oh uh, Is this my the, the, Comparing my comments To Ball and Golly Yeah Yeah I've not I've not Yeah uh, My cousin sent me um, something, My cousin Brian sent me something A couple of boys missed it But um, no I've not I've not listened back It was different times Five, six months ago Different circumstances I can't remember what I said About Ball and Golly I think you were But a lot, I'll stand you were by it And I'll stand by what I said Last Wednesday night as well uh, I think Was there talk of points Deductions at the first place yeah, and, I, I was, and people I was, felt that you had Climbed down fa- since then And wondering why I was in favour of that But yeah as a change as Like I say That was five months ago mm-hmm. Change of circumstances You know Different information Getting to us Different things So like I said At the time I'll stand by What I said about the Ball and golly thing And had those sanctions That I recommended Then taking place Yes in favour of it But now Different things I, I, I stand by What I said on 
on Wednesday So no problem at all Just to protect um, my, my own side of things right uh, the, My favourite bit of it Mark Because that's what you guys are here for You're here to be shot at But inevitably I'll get dragged in Why Why did you not pull Mark Guidi up for this right And I, I had a wee think about it It would have been 400 shows ago right <laughs> And I'm supposed to remember What every single We've got how many pundits I don't know 10 And I'm supposed to remember What every one of you Has said on every topic Since August I am honoured That you to have it was that, that, that tapes these things And remembers to, to go back For a Five months, good on them I'm honoured that you think I'm capable of that Because I am not, <laughs> trust me I'm, I'm, I'm letting you down I'm afraid Right, um, we will need to round off this teaser roundabout now So the three are Rangers The one that I the think one... I forgot one Kinchelskis Yes yep, oh, you, But you just My big Gordon DL clue was coming up there Right, okay, Kinchelskis uh, Well done um, Any others? No Right, the, the easier of the two Was he signed in the 11-12 season? From Palermo He's a central defender He's not Italian oh, That was what That would have been Walter um, then No Alan Goyan Goyan Yes ah, Doran Goyan The remaining guy I yeah. was going to say he, he, was, yep. he, he was still there Just wasn't he yep. When they went down Yeah um, and, and played games in, Against lower league opposition But did he leave then Straight away No I think he played In the in league two And then I think he left the, the yeah. next, the next I seem to remember him playing initially Him and Bocanegra started yeah, the, yeah, He, was, he right. was decent big guy and actually I remember he was decent Right the last one Came from Torino In the 12-13 season Clearly didn't have much of a 13, Of a 12, Rangers uh, career yet So that's Ali McCoyst again mm-hmm. So it would have been lower leagues I must admit Because I I went And worked at lots of Rangers games In this period And I, What's I the don't really recall His surname is the same as a beer A, a bud, a Heineken, <laughs> a Corona <laughs> Stephen Guinness um, F.S. Uh, oh. France and Daza? No, are you going for a pint of and Daza when you got the road? Uh, I must uh, I don't know. Shandy? Nah, Francesco Stella Oh, oh that's well, I don't remember him yeah. Right okay Thank Sorry. you Mark Guidi and Andy Halliday Thanks for all your calls Extremely busy tonight As you would expect uh, This will spill over To tomorrow no doubt And a huge game For Rangers as well So make sure you join Gordon DL and Mark Wilson At six And in the meantime Callum Gallagher Is coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors For an unpredictable world, talk to Thompsons.com.